My own mother was a person with no self-respect of her own. So, she tried to take mine. Ten years old, she had the scissors. You wouldn't believe what she did with those. But she's dead to me now. Mostly because I killed and ate her, but also because I know I won't be alone much longer. I'll have your daughter. I won't kill her, I'll just make her like me. Different. She'll go to sleep. And when she wakes up, your face will be the first thing she eats. I have a problem with mothers. I'm aware of that. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Buffy. We're just two boys watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time, giving our reviews, giving our reactions. We are your hosts. I'm Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we're talking about season three, episode 12, titled Helpless, uh, directed by James A. Contner. Written by David Fury, the original air date was January 19th, 1999, to an audience of 7 million people. And uh, th- this is an episode. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Not, I mean, it's yeah, it's a, it's a decent episode. Yeah, it's got it some... It was an interesting one. I liked it. It was okay. Uh, it, it pushes the story forward. It does. There's, it there's lasting implications. Yeah, it introduces some stuff very, very haphazardly (laughs) yeah they just throw it in there but yeah yeah there was some i was like very confused about like some parts of it i was like oh who are these people oh Uh, oh that's who that is i still don't even know one of the guys names i forgot to look it up yeah (laughs) and i know that i've seen the actor in a ton of stuff yeah i mean there's there's some wild shit going on in this um but uh yeah uh, before we get into the episode, Joe Welke show plugs. Uh, I've got a show. Actually, the night that this episode comes out in Culver City at Infused Social House at 9 o'clock, uh, August 9th. And then the next day, El Cid with Booty Burlesque at 8. And then the next week, um, on the 15th of August, I've got two shows in the Huntington Beach area. I got one at Tumbleweeds at 7. And then I got one at Harp Inn at eight so if you're in the area and you want to check me out doing some stand-up that's where you can find me this week coming up Uh, and you can just follow me on instagram for all of those other announcements for future shows you got anything vance you know i do have something this week all right let's hear it uh we got a bunch of new listeners and i don't know if they know that we did a podcast called boys watching girls yes we did we watched every episode very similar to this we never saw the HBO series Girls, and we watched every episode and reviewed every episode. Uh, so if you want to go back in time and listen to Vance and Joe stuff talking about girls. Yeah, it's there. Feel free. It's there. It's out there. Yeah, that's all. All right. Well, shall we get into Helpless, Vance? Let's do it. 
Okay, so Buffy and Angel are training at that mansion where Angel's hold up, and they are training very sexily. Uh, Angel is shirtless, uh, throws Buffy onto the ground, and he's on top of her, and they're breathing heavily, and then Buffy starts to, you know, kick his ass and all this shit. And uh, then they get all hot and bothered, and they're like, I think that's good enough for, for today. <laughs> Um, and Angel's like, so what are you up to this weekend? You want to hang out? You want to do something? You want to maybe, you want to hang out maybe? And Buffy's like, ah, I can't. I have plans with somebody. And he's like, plans? Do you, you have a date? Is it a date? And Buffy's like, you know what? It is a date. And he's like, ah. She's like, it's with an older man too. And he's like, ah. <laughs> She's like, I call him daddy too. And he was like, ah. She's like, it's my dad. Uh, it's my father. I'm going to hang out with my father. And Angel's like, whew. <laughs> they know they can't hook up, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, they are pushing the limits and boundaries of how close you can get without yeah, crossing I mean, over. She keeps being adamant to Giles about yeah. not being with him. And even she, like, broke up with him being like, you know, I, I don't need to do this with you anymore. I thought that he was going to leave or she was not going to hang but out with him But there was a random snowstorm miracle and they walked hand in hand. That's true. She does love him more than anything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So she's like, I got plans with my dad. And Angel's like, okay, whew, as long as it's just your dad and not some guy porking you. Yeah. Uh, I'm cool with that. And then we go to... I was excited to see the dad this episode. Me too. Uh, yeah. Spoiler then, alert, we don't get him. We don't see the dad. <laughs> yeah. But what happens next is Buffy's in the library and she is doing some crystal identification stuff with Giles. Mm -hmm. He's like, you need to identify these crystals. What is this crystal? What's this crystal? And she's looking at him. She's like, I don't know, dude. You know, it's tough. Uh, um, but I'm going to hang out with my dad. And uh, Faith is patrolling alone, according to Giles. She's out there killing the vampires because Buffy needs to study crystals. I wanted to bring this up. Uh, we, we forgot to bring this up last episode. Where was Faith? Yeah, exactly. Moo is going after slayers and witches. And they know that Faith is a slayer who, yeah, lives, Joyce is familiar. In a, who lives in an apartment building, which would be easy to snag her up. Yeah. yeah. No half measures. Joyce, you got to do everything. <laughs> Moo needs to be complete. Yeah. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, so Giles is like, yeah, Faith's out alone. And he he gets uh, really adamant about uh, Buffy's like being distracted because she's got blue ball. She even is holding a crystal in her hand <laughs> and she starts jerking the crystal off. Yeah, she's got a phallic shaped <laughs> crystal in her hand. Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy, this is yeah. amazing. She starts to like whack it off and then she's like, oh, oh, Jesus, she puts it down. Then Giles is like, all right, you got to you got to pay attention to this specific crystal here, this blue one. Try to find the flaw in its core. And Buffy starts to look at it and then we get a smash cut to Buffy fighting a vampire. And I thought that this was like imagined at first. This transition was crazy. I even went back because I was like, oh, is it Smash Cut? They kind of like do a little transition dissolve. Okay. And they dissolve. And is Buffy wearing a like a, a jacket, like a windbreaker jacket with the hood that's split open? 
And it's just like, she's dressed in a way that doesn't fit necessarily. So I'm like, is this before? Is this a flashback? Is she dreaming? Like, what is this? It was a weird yeah. transition to this next scene. Yeah, I think that the the transition, like the dissolve, mm -hmm. is what made me think that it was imagined or a flashback or a dream or well, something. She, and her complaint is, I want to be out patrolling. And he's like, yeah. no, you have to watch crystals. And then it transitions to her out patrolling. And yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, and like you said, she is wearing a very baggy like tracksuit. She's yeah. got like Adidas pants on and this baggy. You know, like when people are trying to lose water weight? And they wear like a, a trash bag. But it had it one of those hoods that like you can put up, but or also you can unzip the whole thing so it's flat yeah. on your back. Yeah. I just it just felt like where is she? What is this? I, I was know. see, this is why I thought it was like, is this like a fever dream yeah. or something? But she's fighting this vampire, and the vampire overpowers her and gets her on the ground, and she's trying to like stab it with the stake, and he grabs the stake and flips it around on her. And then cut to commercial. He's like, let me know if I'm doing this right. <laughs> yeah. So we get back from commercial and the, the vampire is like straight up about to stab Buffy right in the fucking heart. Like she is does, about to die. Does that kill people or just vampires? I mean, a stake in your heart, Vance, is going to kill you. <laughs> I don't know the rules. Does it kill slayers is the real question. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the stake is getting so close and Buffy starts to be like, oh, oh shit. Like what the hell's going on? Uh, eventually she gets uh, out of it and she. Well, she, she headbutts she, him and kicks him over. And then he, then she gets the stake, turns back in the position that she was in on her back, yeah. holds the stake up. And because vampires are idiots, he yeah. just jumps right on it heart first yeah it looked like he tripped on it but like he actually jumped straight onto the stake yeah like you're up you can like scramble around you can bite her neck you can grab her by the leg and sling her like yeah he just dove on it it was like buffy was in uh ground position in jujitsu like trying yeah. to like come on yeah. come on there's so many more advantageous things that that vampire should have done <laughs> instead of jumping heart first onto a stake <laughs> so yeah. dominant so the vampire dissolves and Buffy's kind of like, that was crazy. Like, what's going on here? Uh, so in school the next day, Buffy's talking to uh, Giles about it. And she's like, dude, something weird went on last night. I was fighting this vampire and I don't know. And she also is like trying to throw knives mm -hmm. at this target and she's missing wildly. Yeah. And Giles comes in and Buffy's like, something's up, dude. I... I, I might be losing my mojo. Uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> oh, God. Austin Powers lost his mojo. This was a big year for losing your mojo. I think that the spy who shagged me came out the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but Giles is watching her like throw these daggers and she's missing wildly. And he's like, maybe you have like a fever or something. Maybe, maybe you should take a day off or I want you to chill out. Buffy's like, well, I don't want to chill out because now I feel like I lost my mojo. And I want to train more. Like, I got to figure out what's going on here. And Giles is like, you might have a fever. Uh, so you should just, like, just calm down. Yeah. And so Buffy's like, oh, okay, fine. And then she goes off into class. And uh, then she's uh, at lunch with 
Xander and Oz and Willow, and she's talking to them about what her and her dad are going to do this weekend when he comes and visits her. They're going to go to an ice skating show, and she really loves it. And uh, Xander's like, really? That's all you're going to do for your birthday? That's lame. She says she does this with her dad every year. Yeah. We didn't see it happen last year. They didn't see it happen last year, and they referenced last year a bunch, too. Maybe it happened a day later. Maybe it happened before. It's like... A little, a little weird to claim that it happens every year. But yeah. But, uh, yeah, Willow thinks it's cool. Xander thinks it's lame. He wants to party. And then Buffy's like, I don't know if I should party. Every party I have uh, ends in death. <laughs> yeah, monsters and death. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Buffy is hanging out with her mom. Well, yeah, there's a, line, there's a line that Oz has where he goes, ice is cool. It's like water, but not. Yeah. He has to be a stoner, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he has to be stoned right then and there. But then we go to Buffy's home and Joyce is washing dishes and Buffy comes in. She's like, ooh, presents. Uh, She got like a bouquet of flowers and and she's like, can't wait to go to the ice show with my dad. And then Joyce is like, well, got some bad news, kiddo. Your dad's uh, business is not doing well. So he can't make it to the ice show. But they, he gave you the tickets. They go even more cliche. It's like his quarterly projections are down. Yeah. <laughs> Just like generic office work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Office talk that yeah. nobody understands. But <laughs> Quarterly projections are down. I guess I have to work this weekend and can't take four hours out. <laughs> right? For my daughter's birthday. <laughs> How long is the ice show? I know. It's... <laughs> Um, but Joyce is like, I could see if I can get my shift covered at the gallery and we can go together. And Buffy's like, no, you know what? I didn't even want to do anything with my birthday anyway. I want a quiet birthday anyway. Doesn't Joyce own the gallery? I get. I What's her shift that she's getting covered? I don't know. <laughs> but also, like, Buffy is so upset about this, but she could go with, like, anybody. She crumples up the letter without reading it. Yeah, she got all the information she needed. Yeah, this if you didn't know, this is a daddy episode. <laughs> yeah, big time daddy episode. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to a scene where there are these like creepy dudes in an abandoned apartment building and they're bricking up the windows uh, so nobody can see in, nobody can see out. This is a house, by the way. It's a house? Yeah. Okay. Remember the end of this episode? There's stairs. Oh, basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looked like it was like the outside of it said Sunnydale Arms. And whenever I see something like that, I always just think it's apartment. But I guess it could be like a community. A manor or something. Yeah. Yep. So these dudes, these creeps are bricking up the house. <laughs> and uh, and uh, there's a big chest in there that's locked up. And it's like three dudes. There's two young guys and a really old guy. And at this point, I had no idea who these people were. Yep. I was like, I don't know who they are. I'm sure the show will let us know. (laughs) That's all I thought about. There's an older British gentleman and then two goons. Mm -hmm. And this older British guy is in Ozarks and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Harris Yellen. Yellen Mm. is his name. Well, in the show, his name... According to Wikipedia, is Quentin Travers, okay. which 
they only mention Quentin a little bit later, and you're like, "Who? Wait, hold on, who's Quentin?" Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, they don't do the name introductions that well. Yeah, but there's this giant chest, and it's locked up, and you hear a lot of screaming coming out of it, and it's like, "Oh." There's a violins playing as it zooms in on the chest, but nothing is revealed about what's in the chest yet. Um, so then the next day, Buffy is talking to Giles about how sad she is that her dad can't make it to the ice show. And she wishes she could go. And I wish that, you know, somebody could go with me. Maybe someone like a father figure to me. Maybe someone who takes after me. Someone like a librarian. Someone like a British librarian like... Maybe his initials are RG, uh, <laughs> someone that I spend a lot of time with. And John's like, eh, no matter. Um, wh- why don't you look at these crystals once again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Giles, what is... Like, I was like, I know Giles loves a good party, so I knew something was up. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he is uh, asking her to study these crystals again. Yeah. Because this is down to business. He's like, I don't got time to go to talk about some ice show, you dummy. If she's going to be a woman in Los Angeles, she's got to know her crystal. <laughs> <laughs> she's going she's gonna to be a hit in Sedonia if she goes to visit. <laughs> Maybe that, that could be her job. She just sells crystals. <laughs> Yeah. At the witch store, yeah, she's gonna be one of those crystal sellers at the in a kiosk it's, at the mall. She'll work at a holistic, holistic <laughs> store, you know. Oh my god, dude, that's so funny. There's so many women in Los Angeles. There's so many crystals. <laughs> There's so many crystal shops. I knew a girl in New York actually who kept crystals in her bra to protect her, and she always had crystals in her bra. And she, I was like, why wouldn't she just like wear them on a necklace or something? I feel I like that'd no be uncomfortable. Idea, I feel like it would be too. And she, I mean, she had pretty big boobs and I feel like crystals like stabbing into your skin and you <laughs> like that would hurt, but I don't know. I don't have big boobs. I don't have wear bras. I don't, you, I don't do crystals. Yet, Joe, so you can, if you work hard enough and believe in true. yourself. Very true. I will try next week. Uh, come to Joe's <laughs> breast augmentation show. <laughs> we don't know what goes on at those booty burlesque shows. Yeah, well, if you come August 10th at El Cid at 8 o'clock, you will. <laughs> it's outer space themed, everybody. Um, anyway. Space boobies. So Giles is trying really hard to get Buffy to pay attention to these crystals. And he's like, all right. And he hones in on this one specific blue crystal yet again. And it's a big hunk of rock. And he's like, Buffy, pay attention to this blue crystal, all right? See if you can find the flaw at its core. And Buffy's staring into it, and she's staring super hard, and then she goes catatonic, like just no expression on her face, and she's just like a husk of a person. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, whoa, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. So then Giles pulls out a syringe from his bag, and you're like, whoa, what the double fuck's going on here? Takes out the syringe, does the plick, plick squirt squirt with the syringe which i learned through this podcast is an actual thing that doctors and nurses do so thank you people in the discord for letting me know yep does that injects buffy with something and takes it out puts the syringe away and then just waves in front of the blue crystal and buffy snaps out of it she's like whoa Oh, man, I guess this flu that you made up and told me that I have <laughs> it really has taken a toll on me. 
I better get home. And Jaws is like, yeah, you, you, you might as well get home. You're not going to do any good studying crystals when you got the flu that I made up that I told you you have, Munchausen syndrome. Um, so she heads out. And then Giles is looking over his shoulder very menacingly. And then you're like, what's up with Giles? Is this the real Giles? What's yeah. happening? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, um, I felt like this is this is way yeah, fucked up. Because the uh, the guy in the scene when they're breaking up, like says something ominous, like, and we just have one more step to go or something before the Slayer. He mentions the Slayer or something. Yeah, he does. Um, You're right. So I was like, did they swap out Giles? Because I get for the commercial break, Giles having that look, but that mm -hmm. look is not how he would look at all in no, that moment. No, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. Um, but it really makes you go like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And they introduce a magic injection drug and mm -hmm. a crystal that can hypnotize you. Yes. There's a lot going on in these. <laughs> yeah. And this is like the first 10 minutes. And you're like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. This is wild, dude. Um, so then the next scene, and I believe Vance and I were talking uh, before we started recording. Is this the scene that you think that I'm going to feel validated about? This isn't the scene I think you're going to feel validated about. Oh, well, but, I felt very validated yeah. about this scene. So Buffy and Willow are hanging out, and Buffy asks Willow, is like, hey, how's Amy the witch, a.k.a. the rat? <laughs> and Willow's like, she's doing great. I got her a wheel. She's really exercising really well. And Buffy's like, no, I'm more mean. How's it going with trying to turn her back human? And Willow's like, well, as you probably could have guessed by what I just said, <laughs> she is still a rat, and I um have not successfully turned her back into a human <laughs> i can't believe that's not priority number one and this is not on all hands on deck giles willow let's turn her back if yeah. buffy was a rat it's no way they'd let her be a rat longer than three days no i mean it seems like it's been a quite a while that yeah amy's been a rat yeah it's like hey dude let's let's start combing the books let's get this girl back I just want to see the rat. And then Willow be like, oh, here's Amy. Eh, this is good enough for me. I don't actually yeah. need to see it. I, it, I this did is like the callback. That, this is proof that like they, she's still a rat and they still are keeping her as like a pet. <laughs> it is very funny. Yeah. Um, so then Cordelia, they're, they're in like the courtyard of yeah. the school. And Cordelia's being harassed by this guy. And the guy's like, hey, why did you stand me up last night? I, you made me look like an idiot in front of all my friends. And Cordelia's like, you should know not to take any of my flirting seriously. And then he starts to, like, grab Cordelia and shake her. Yeah. He's like, you fucking bitch! Why'd you do this to me? And then... <laughs> dude, I mean, this guy is... Violent, dude. This guy isn't just like, oh, man, what a jerk. This is yeah. a problem. Like, this oh, is, like, yeah. needs to be shut down before he goes to college, before he becomes an adult. Like, this yeah. is problematic this guy's a issue so the usual savior starts to come over buffy comes over and she's like oh you're gonna have to deal with me bucko she grabs his arm tries to like toss him and she can't mm -hmm. she's just really weak and then the guy is like who the fuck are you like what <laughs> what are you doing and he just chucks her and she falls over like a cement bench mm -hmm. and just like Hits the deck, dude. And I was like, is no one seeing this? <laughs> he just shoved he just shoved this girl across the quad. And 
And then he's just like, what? She came off. She came on after me or something. He says some jerky thing. And then Cordelia yeah. just like, stop. And he just starts pounding on his chest. And he starts like backing away like that did something. Yeah. I mean, why did he stop? Like shaking Cordelia. Like, yeah. what, what made him stop? Like he just successfully chucked Buffy. Yeah. And this goes back to last episode where like Buffy didn't even have to touch people last episode to get like seven bullies to leave. Yeah. This one guy seems like, who is this? I've never met, heard about this girl before. Yeah. It's like, again, what is Buffy's reputation? Is she a nobody or is she known? Yeah. And I think, I think we need Larry to be kind of like the male bully police officer in this school okay yeah that'd be cool because like, i mean he shows up we need someone to police these dudes because this this is the <laughs> rapiest school yeah i man. mean i don't know if it's the rapiest school but from what i've seen it's a very rapey school the whole swim team was rapey yeah uh this guy uh just i mean Larry before yeah <laughs> like i don't know man but uh Cordelia starts pounding on his chest and Buffy is just like very confused. He's like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. Goes right into Giles's office and she's like, Giles, something's up, dude. I just tried to beat up some regular ass dude and I couldn't. I felt so weak and it sucks and I don't ever want to feel this weak. Something is wrong. And Giles is like, no matter. Don't worry about it. I don't really give a shit about this. <laughs> He's like, I'll help. And I'm walking away. He's like, this isn't Giles. Yeah. Giles is very uncaring. And Buffy's kind of looking at him like, what's up, dude? Like, why are you being like this? And he's like, eh, don't worry about it. It's, it'll, it'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have a scene with giles and quentin travers and quentin and giles is like i don't i don't like this i don't like what we're doing to the butt to the slayer i don't like this and quentin travers who we now know after watching this episode he's like a head council guy in the watchers council and he's like talking about like this is what we need to do this is tradition this is what needs to happen for the slayer to prove that she's the slayer and it needs to happen on or around her 18th birthday and giles is like no i don't want to do this and basically what the reason why they're bricking up that house and they've got this vampire locked in a chest uh is because that they are going to put the slayer through a test where she needs to kill a vampire without her slayer powers to prove that she is uh like uh worthy of having the powers i guess this is the dumbest thing in the world yeah um it sounds cool it kind of makes sense for like medieval like councils want to like prove stuff like taking the stone from the sword from the stone type kind of fight slay the dragon type situation but logistically regular people can kill vampires yes We've seen it happen several times. We see it happen later this episode. Yeah. So in that sense, I don't understand why. Like, like Willow has killed vampires. Yeah, Xander's killed vampires. Yeah. So I don't understand, like, why her being trapped in there without her powers and risking losing a Slayer. A Slayer who, if they make it to the age of 18, seems shocking, too. Like, yeah. 
Um, well, this also yeah. begs the question, how old is Faith? Because I assumed Faith was older than Buffy. Yes. That, Did I, she go through this test yet? I also had that in my notes because they were, he talks about like, oh, Faith doesn't go through training. She doesn't, she's not receptive to training, right? Yeah. Faith has had a watcher before. Mm-hmm. That watcher died. She got assigned a fake new watcher. Mm-hmm. And that one was fake and they talked about it. But they never sent a new watcher for Faith. Yeah, she's just a rogue slayer out in the world. And wouldn't that be the most important thing in the world is that there's actually two slayers for the first time in history? Yeah. That'd be awesome. They should really it, should be taking be, advantage of They this. should really be talking about that instead of planning this 18th thing. Who yeah, cares? I mean, Giles, yeah. Giles keeps saying to Quentin, yeah. like, this is archaic. We don't need to do mm-hmm. this. Like, Buffy is like a slayer. We've got more important shit to handle. And Quentin's like, no, this is more important. <laughs> We've always done it this way. We'll always do it this way. Yeah. Um, it's weird that Buffy doesn't go and meet with the council ever. Yeah. I don't think she's ever met any other watchers besides like the one of hers who Gwendolyn died a long time again. Gwendolyn Post and who was Giles. Fake. Yeah. Like when yeah, you'd man. be like, hey, you guys keep telling me what to do. Like, when am I gonna meet these dudes? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just some kind of blind, uh, blind trust <laughs> yeah. that you need to have in these watchers. Yeah. Um, but also in this scene is the introduction of the vampire that's in the chest. His name is Zachary Kralik, mm-hmm. and he is screaming in the chest. And Quentin is like, "Get the pills!" And so they give Kralik these pills that make him calm down. For some reason, like I, I didn't know what was happening at this point. <laughs> they have these like long grabbers yeah, so they, they can like give them a spoon with some pills on it. And they're like reaching it in because yeah. they don't want to get close to them. And then they give them a glass of water to swallow. Them. <laughs> yes. And they just spill all over him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, and, and this guy is played by Jeff Kober, who I recognize him and I wasn't sure from what. I think it's Sons of Anarchy. Or okay, because I re- I feel like I recognized this guy, yeah. uh, Kralik, but I didn't know who he was. Because I mean, he's got the crazy vampire prospects. Yeah, but then once the he comes time. out and he's like speaking, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I've seen this actor, and he's good. Yeah, no, he's good in this yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that. They he's spill a bunch of water. Of, uh, he's even in an episode of It's Always Sunny. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a gun salesman and. Gun fever too, still hot. <laughs> uh, so the next day at the library, the gang is researching what could be up with Buffy. Willow's looking for like some kind of curse that she might be under, and she's wearing the worst beanie and sweater combination I've ever seen in my entire life. It is just so many different. It's like she's wearing a tub of sherbet on her head <laughs> in beanie form. It's just so many different bright colors. And her sweater just is like a bunch of just color vomit all over Willow. Willow's it was egregious. <laughs> Willow's hat at the end of this episode is ridiculous. It's so dumb. That's what got me. I, like, Yeah, her outfits are. Yeah, she's. Yeah, they're rough in this episode. <laughs> um, But she, they're researching in. And she thinks she finds something, and Buffy's like, you know what? <sighs> Maybe this is a 
just going to be my life now. Maybe I'll just like permanently lose my powers. And then Oz and Xander have an argument about kryptonite and mm-hmm. which kryptonite, blah, blah, blah. And then Willow and Buffy kind of have an aside and they talk about, you know, they what would Buffy be like without her powers and what would she do? And she, Buffy's kind of like, I don't know, man, I guess I'd just be a normal person, which is kind of shitty. Uh, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah, I really was waiting for a scene where Buffy goes on about like, I can't just be a regular person. I won't. I, I need my powers. And I was like, I can't do it. And she's like, and Willow's like, I do it every day like this. Yeah. Or like even having Cordelia say it. Like, I just needed someone without powers be like, yeah, I hear you talking. But like the rest of us still have to live in this world full of rapists and vampires without exactly. powers. Like, exactly. Because she's she does complain to Giles about like, I couldn't I can't do this. Like, I don't yeah. know how people do this. But I wish that someone would have called her out like, you're literally the only person aside from faith in the world who has this yeah you realize how terrified how all of us are now yeah like maybe you shouldn't be so flippant about certain things now Mm -hmm. yeah it's like oh like telling punny jokes while you're fighting because you're strong and you lose your powers and you're like oh god yeah (laughs) like willow's been in these situations with zero power zero strength yeah but then uh giles walks into the library and Buffy's like, did you find anything, Giles? We figure out what's going on with Buffy. And he's like, mm, no. <laughs> Just keeps walking. I know. It's like, that dude is not even trying. He's checked out, dude. No poker face. No poker face. Yeah. Um. So then we got those uh, two Quentin goons guarding the vampire. One of them's like going to sleep. And he's like, all right, it's time for your shift, buddy. So the other one goes up and the vampire starts screaming and he's like, I need my pills, my pills. Uh. So the goon starts to go and get the some of the, the pills. And I Kralik. Love I love they put like two, exactly two pills on the spoon. <laughs> yeah. And Kralik at some, somehow has ripped his shoulder sleeve mm-hmm. on his uh, straight jacket that he's locked up with. And he's like, come on, I need my pills. The guy's like, all right, I'm getting them to you. And then he's like, I, and he gives the spoon to him. He's got the spoon from a long distance. And it's like literally right up to his mouth. And Kralik is like, I can't get it. You're too far away. You need to come closer. Yeah. And I was like, just fucking dump him in his face. You don't have to come closer. You need to extend the arm of the thing that you have. Yeah. You have this for a reason. <laughs> and so the guy takes a yeah. step forward. And Crowley's like, no, you need to be closer. The guy takes another step forward and he's like, closer. And at this point, if you're the goon, yeah. you gotta know. Arms reach. Yeah. <laughs> Come and give me a hug. <laughs> but then Kralik rips his arm out of the straitjacket, starts choking. This guy's name is Blair. Starts choking Blair. And he's like, close enough. And then he starts to he kills Blair, he chokes him out, and uh, kills him, but not really, because, we, as we see later, he turns him into a vampire. Um, but before that, Angel and Buffy are hanging out. Angel's got a birthday present for her. It's some kind of book in Portuguese. It's a book of sonnets. 
What a fucking lame <laughs> gift. <laughs> I know. I, I, I thought that it was a book of poetry, but I, I wasn't quite I, sure. I had to go back. I was like, I got to see if this is like some specific book with a title. It's like some book of sonnets. Oh, and Buffy's like, thank you. It's beautiful. <laughs> I can't wait to look out words like hitherto and werewolf. Like. <laughs> and Angel's like, you really like it? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> And then she's, he's like, well, you're not as excited as last year when you got that arm in a, in a trunk. Referencing yeah, right. the judge. Yeah. Um, which was her last birthday party. See, they referenced her last birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her, last, her last birthday, she what, had sex with Angel and didn't go to the ice sale with her dad. <laughs> yeah. And she got a bouquet of black roses. Was that her birthday? No, that was Valentine's Day. Clotter was that, that That was like, that was post. Yeah, that was after he had already turned bad. I think the big takeaway of all of this is Angel is a shitty gift giver. <laughs> like when she was like, thanks, it's beautiful. I was like, that sucks. Like why, nobody. Why do he think she would like a book of sonnets? You Dude, know Buffy doesn't like read for fun. Yeah. Like Buffy is, first of all, like self exclaimed. Like she's like, I'm dumb, dude. I hate studying. I hate reading. Like I'm, I don't like this shit. Uh, but I also do like... Take our ice skating again. Jeez. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. I do like that they're keeping it consistent with the ice skating because we did see her ice skating. She loves ice skating. So mm -hmm. her going yeah. to the ice skating show. Yeah. That would, that's consistent. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. But then she starts to talk to Angel about her losing her powers. And she's like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on here. I'm losing my powers. And I guess I would just be a regular person. And... I don't know what I'd do with all of my Slayer stuff. I mean, what would I do? I have Mr. Pointy bronzed. And I was like, Mr. Pointy? That feels that feels a little a little validation for Kendra. Yeah. You know, I was like, why is she not using that steak? And it's like, oh, she got it bronzed. She got bronzed in, in memoriam yeah. of the done dirty girl. <laughs> yeah. Kendra. Um but then she goes on this rant about like, I mean, who am I without my powers? Why would anyone like me? Angel, why would you like me if I wasn't the Slayer? That, that's a fishing line right there. Right. That's a fishing for compliments that's line. That's a manipulative <laughs> fucking la lady move. Because you're a hot blonde stolen in high school? What <laughs> <you think? laughs> I mean, you're about to be illegal. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I've, been, I've been waiting all this time. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird he slept with a 17 year old yeah um but then he's like you don't need your powers i knew you before you were the slayer i've been watching you and buffy was like what and he was like no i i i remember you before you were the watcher i saw you the day you got called to be a slayer it was a Right in the middle of the day, it was a very, very bright day out. Makes me, it's very bright. He keeps mentioning like it was, it was yeah. sun yeah. and I was watching you. Um, and I saw you get the call to be the Slayer. You were just walking down the stairs. And uh, ever since that moment, I knew that I was in love with you. And Buffy was like, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> Dude, yeah, she's like. They, and they call, I, I wrote down immediately. I was like, that's creepy. And she's like, that's amazing, but also yeah. kind of gross. And then Angel's well, like, 
Well, yeah. he he says something like, "I knew I could see. I knew you were a good person because I could see your heart and how warm your heart was. And if your heart wasn't warm, I would warm your heart with my heart." And Buffy was like, "That's so sweet, but taken literally, that's very gross." And Angel was like, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah. <laughs> I thought the I saw you and I've been stalking you for since you were in Los Angeles right? is the more creepy part. Wouldn't that. that be a little bit alarming? Oh, from the history I know of angels stalking and killing women. Huh. Yeah. No, this is cool. Oh, that's romantic. Yeah. Good. It's real romance right there. God. I think her ex-boyfriend or guy that she flirted with that came into town and wanted to kill her for brain, to turn herself into a vampire to solve his brain tumors. Oh, Billy Ford? Fordham? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That even seems more romantic than this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is that classic thing of like, if the person's hot and they're doing all this toxic behavior, it's like, oh, that's romantic. But if this person was like, like the worm guy from those assassins. Oh my God. If this was uh, Principal Snyder and he said these words to you, you'd be like calling the police right away. Exactly, dude. No. Uh, But yeah, they hug it out and they're like, oh, this is very sweet. Um, So then we go back to the vampire who had just killed or turned the goon and he's sucking on his fingers going... Yeah. which is just so nasty i hate it i love that touch <laughs> like yeah just like the vampire finger licking good with like yeah <laughs> he hasn't had uh, a, he hasn't eaten a person in a while true he's just been eating them pills which I, I, at this point still i don't know i didn't know what those pills did for him and i still am a little confused about what the he's it says on wikipedia that he's a an addict oh Pretty i like thought he a, had like some it's a drug addicted vampire. Oh, I didn't know. Why didn't they just like not give him the pills and let him scream it out like you would do with yeah, like, like a, a normal baby. addict? Like with yeah. a normal addict, you cut them off. You don't keep giving like a a heroin addict heroin every time they scream when you're trying yeah. to help them. Like I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had like some like I don't know. So he turns Blair into a vampire, and uh, Blair then frees Kralik. And they're like, all right, well, you got a friend sleeping in the other room, right? Let's go fucking feed on that guy. He's like, let's talk about this over dinner. Yeah. That guy's dinner, which is great. Yeah, that was great. Uh, So then Giles shows up to the abandoned house and he's looking for Quentin. He's like, Quentin, what's going on here? Walks up to the stairs, finds blood on the staircase. And uh, he's looking around and can't find the vampires. And then... One of the vampires, I forget if it's Kralik or Blair, grab him by the leg or something. He he rips out a post from the stairwell and makes it into like a makeshift stake. And he's looking around. Oh, wait, no, none of the vampires actually grab him. No vampire grab Sorry, (laughs) I was was skipping ahead to like later on. No, he does grab. I do like the smartness of grabbing. Like as soon as he touches the banister that has blood, he grabs the post and he pulls it. Making like everything turns into stakes in Sunnydale. Yeah, you just rip anything and it's a sharp thing. So he opens. That's what I'm it. saying, dude. Like, there's so many stake <laughs> options. Like, yeah. just laying around all the time. Yeah. Like, being a Slayer is so yeah. easy. Uh, uh, yeah, he opens the reminded- chest. Yeah, and it's nobody there. Yeah, there's no ch- nobody in the vamp in the vampire chest. So he's like, oh fuck. Uh, he finds the other goons' dead body, and he's like. <gasps> <gasps> 
oh my god, I've never ever seen a dead body. But get the yeah. fuck, what are you so shocked yeah. about? Yeah, I saw that and I was like, we gotta see what this thing looks like because it's no way them yeah. eating a person looks worse than everything he's seen throughout the course of his uh, being a watcher. I mean, it's been three years with Buffy. He's seen so many dead bodies. Yeah. He, he like gag like he, he like gags and runs out. They've they've seen like people just fully skinned bodysuits. Dude, his lover's corpse was in his bed. Yeah. And he didn't gag. He was just like, oh no. And the crazy thing is later Buffy runs into the same room with that body and makes yeah. no reaction to it. Yeah, she's just like, What? Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why is he overreacting to this thing? Also, oh, I thought yeah. they were gonna turn this guy into another vampire. I don't know why. That's what I thought. Why wouldn't they have done that? Why not have two henchmen instead of one? Exactly. I mean, obviously, Kralik fed on Blair. A little bit, yeah. He he did say, like, I left just enough so that you could survive or whatever. Yeah. Do that with the other guy. (laughs) Right? Like, why not just make a vampire army for yourself and do some shit? Fucking easy, dude. Yeah. But uh, Giles leaves the house in disgust. And that mm-hmm. appalling. Oh. So he's out. Um, and now, for some reason, after hanging out with Angel for a bit, Buffy decided to walk home alone at night. A girl walks home alone at night, which is dangerous in even in a world without vampires. Yeah. As we soon find out. Because guys are creeps in general. There's these two older, like, 40 some tubby son of a bitch's cat calling Buffy and they're like, hey, toots. I've never heard anyone cat call this, but they're like, hey, sweet cheeks, how much would it cost to give me a lap dance? And like, where? You're like hanging out at a car. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what like, music? Would it, like, has that line ever worked? Are you yeah. serious about it? Is that the first thing that came to your mind? Is this your first cat call ever? Yeah, I mean, that was like, rookie cat calling and what like it looks like that's like your daughter walking through like they were like too old for i don't know but buffy like kind of turns to be because she's still in her mind like i'm the slayer Mm -hmm. and i'll fucking show these guys and then she has the realization like oh right i don't have my slayer powers i just have to take this and she kind of cowers away and she just walk, keeps walking. I was like, wow, that was so sad. And I just want that self-awareness of someone else being like, yes, this is what we all deal with. Like they could yeah. just easily throw that in there. It's all set up. Somebody needs to show her that YouTube video of the lady walking around New York City getting cackled. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. But I just want Buffy to like come to a realization like I need to start beating up creepy guys and vampires when I patrol. Yep. <laughs> Well, yeah. she does beat up some creepy guys. Not not just like the cat collar, but like in school, she beats up creeps. Yeah, but like she she needs to be a point where like vampires don't want to mess with Sunnydale and creepy rapists are like, I'm not staying here. Yeah, <laughs> like protect all of the girls that hang out at the bronze. Like, please. Yeah, we walk in groups, and yeah. I am your chaperone. Yes. <laughs> um. So then she. Keeps walking at, away from the cat callers. And then she's muttering to herself like, oh, oh, Angel, you don't need to walk me home. Oh, I'll be safe on my own. Oh, what an idiot I am. And she runs into the vampires, Blair and Kralik. 
mm-hmm. and they grab her and she's like let me go let me go <laughs> and then they somehow like she escapes their grasp yeah he gets her red coat yeah somehow and he sniffs it for i guess an hour because he doesn't chase after her <laughs> he doesn't chase after her after she like runs away and she's trying to climb a fence and she can't yes yeah, so and it's she... really funny because we you've commented on how she runs in this show yeah and i think the way she runs is like a changed run for like specific i'm buffy i'm tough like it's a, it's a fake tough guy run yeah because this run with no powers is hands flailing yeah like it's like a an old like movie where like people are running away from like a a Godzilla monster or something. Our hands are in the air. Well, this well even when they're not in the air, like when they're at her sides, yeah. they're they're out. Oh, yeah, it's just like not away how you from would. her. It's no one would ever run like that. Yeah. Um, but she tries to climb up the fence, which we've seen her just leap over fences before, yeah. and she can't. Uh, she can't climb up it. For some, I don't know why. It also has Bob Ryer on the top of it. I don't know what oh, she was gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was still, she still couldn't get up over top of it. But I don't know how she was gonna manage. Maybe that. it's that she climbed up it and then realized that there's barbed wire. No, it just looked like she did. She just didn't have the strength to do it. So then, luckily, there's a hole at the bottom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so she climbs through the hole. Vampire chasing her. Blair uh, grabs her leg, and she's like, "Let me go." Vampires don't bite legs enough. I know. Just bite somewhere. (laughs) It doesn't matter where you get bit, I don't think. It doesn't need to be the neck. Does it? Have we seen a vampire bite someone other than the neck? I don't know. But I mean, if you bit, like we get blood drawn from her arm. I know. know. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. Bite her. At least bite her uh, like leg to incapacitate her. So then you can drag her back and bite the neck if you need to bite the neck. But... Grabs her leg. She kicks him. Escapes. He tries to climb through the, the gate. And Buffy is somehow like sped so far away. She's running, screaming. Somebody help. Somebody help. Nobody comes out. Nobody. Brutal, dude. <laughs> like, she was screaming that right when she rounded the corner from the two guys that asked for a lap dance. Yeah. That's... They would have just died if they came over, but still. Yeah, so yeah, she runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. screaming for help. She runs. She sees a car. She's like, stop, stop, please, I need help. She's flailing her arms. The car almost hits her, and she's like, get the hell out of the road, crazy lady, and just screeches off. Then another car's coming. She's flailing, help, 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 and it's Giles, Mm -hmm. and Giles is like, get in, and she gets in. The vampire tries to jump in the car with her, and she kicks him out of the car, and he does a little roll, and (laughs) Giles speeds away. This is very Terminator-esque. Yeah. Come with me if you want to live. And then he's just yeah. like rolling on the ground afterwards. Yeah. And then uh, Kralik sees Blair and Blair looks at him like, oh, I tried my best. <laughs> yeah, he shows up like, mm, and he's just like, I'm standing watching. And I'm like, yeah. where were you this whole time? That fence right? thing was forever. Yeah. So Giles drives her uh, back to the library and she's like, Giles, this is serious. I almost got. I got catcalled. I almost got killed by these vampires. What the fuck is going on? And Giles is like, this is what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Puts a syringe on the table and he goes, this is a drug that I've been drugging you with. Uh, and it is to take away your vampire slayer powers because we have this tradition in the Watchers where if you... And Buffy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You've been 
fucking drugging me? What is your problem? And he's like, let me tell you about this tradition. And she's like, I don't give a fuck about this tradition. He's like, no, no, no. You really need to understand Wait, why I've been doing this. This tradition also is like, okay, you guys just discover, you discover slayers exist. Yeah. I don't know how they know when a slayer is around or who's the slayer or how. Like, I don't know what, like, flare goes up. It, it says, oh, a, a new slayer is around. And, yeah. it's, and it's this hot girl in high school. Um, <laughs> um, but, but then they were like, hmm, what should we do? Well, if they turn 18, we should test them. Yeah. Test them? You got like a 16-year-old fighting vampires. Yeah. Why, like, why did they need to them test? first? Why do they need to be tested? Test them immediately. They would fight vampires for two years and you're like, I don't know if they're good enough. What, <laughs> what happens if she fails? She just dies? Yeah. And then you just get a new slayer? That's exactly what their plan is. They they say that. But if she passes it, then what? She's still just a slayer. She's a slayer. <laughs> like, she's, she's, she's legitimized. Yeah, and then she could just die the next time she has to fight a vampire. Yeah. And it wouldn't have, it's so dumb when you think about it. Yeah. But Giles is trying to explain and Buffy's crying. She's like, you drugged me, dude. I trusted you. I can never trust you again. You hypnotized me. You drugged me. And Giles is like, I mean, Quentin told me to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is what the Watchers do. This is what the Watcher Council does. We drug our slayers and then we have to put them through a test where they need to kill a vampire without their powers. I mean... What you we can did. see what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah, she, I'd be like, okay, give me the rule book. What do you guys do at 20, at 21? Like, what else do I, what else hoop do I have to jump through? Yeah. I don't even want to be the Slayer. She didn't even want to be a Slayer. Now she's got to go through a death test. And then Giles is like, but now that the test, the vampires escaped, it kind of nullifies the test. And Bobby's like, I don't care <laughs> yeah. about this test. You drugged me, dude. That, you made me weak. I could have died on the walk home tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, you understand this? And I, I hated this. Cordelia then shows Wait, up. before Cordelia shows up, one of my favorite moments comes. Okay. Like, she just heard about uh, being betrayed. She's hurt. Giles walks away a little bit. And mm-hmm. Buffy's off screen. And a book goes flying towards them and just misses really wide right. <laughs> and I died laughing because it was a callback to her. She can't throw yeah. straight anymore. So yeah. that book missing was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I mean, and then she's like fully crying. So it's an emotional scene. But her missing with the book was just a nice touch. Well, when's the the part where she's like, I can't fight. I'm throwing like, and then Giles says something like, a girl. That was earlier. Oh, okay. When she was throwing the knives. Yeah. Okay. It's like, you're yeah. throwing like a girl? That would be a real hard dig right here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then Cordelia shows up and she sees Buffy in tears. She sees Giles like unable to look at Buffy and she's like, what's up, everybody? What's up? How's everybody doing? Oh, the world? The world oh, no. Yeah. Is the world about to end? Because if the world's going to end, I'm not going to do my paper about Bosnia. I came here to research about Bosnia. Like, no one's ever come to this library to do any studying. Also, it is night-night. Yes. Why? <laughs> you know nothing but bad stuff happens at the library at night. The yes. internet, as we've shown, exists. 
Yes. There's enough internet possibilities that she can, she can like, she would have already one checked out the book because Cardillo is kind of a super nerd, a secret mm-hmm. nerd. It, it's really random to have her here. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, I, the world's going to end. Just uh, let me know because I'm not going to do my paper or research yeah. Bosnia. And then it's like Giles and Buffy aren't even paying attention to Cordelia. Yeah. And Buffy's like, I can't believe I ever trusted you. I don't know who you are. Yeah. And then Cordelia's looking around like, that's Giles. <laughs> Rupert Giles. Giles. He's the librarian here. And I was like, this is awful. It's- it's dumb, but that was like kind of funny to me because of all the weird stuff that always happens. Like she yeah. had to slap Giles awake last episode, <laughs> and he started talking about Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. So like she's just like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But then he gets real emotional where he's like, she's about to leave. And he's like, you can't go home by yourself. Yeah, she's like, it's not safe. You can't. And, you know, you can't do this. And that's when I'm like, hey, Cordelia just came here and was going to leave by herself. And she yeah. has no powers. Like, yeah. can we can we acknowledge that Buffy not having powers doesn't pre, like solve every like it's other people have to do it. Yeah. But Buffy turns around in a huff and she's like, fuck you, Giles. You did this to me. And then she looks over at Cordelia and she's like, Cordelia, would you give me a ride home? And Cordelia's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> at this point, Cordelia drops a little bit and she sees Buffy tearing and it's more, it's more like, okay, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Girl power. Let's do this. And then we don't get to see their conversation on the ride home, which I would have loved. I know I we don't have time that. for it. I know we don't have time for it in the show, but I would have loved to see what they talked about. Uh, so would I. Um, so then we have a scene of Joyce at home alone, another powerless woman alone. At least she got her office back. It's no more moo, moo yeah. paraphernalia in her office. So she hears like a knock at the door or some kind of noise. And she gets up and she's like, huh. God, she's so dumb. I wonder what that is in this world of demons, vampires, robots, uh, <laughs> Venus flytrap women. Uh, ghost kids. Uh, witches, yeah. ghost kids. Tiny candy this bars. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go check this out all alone by myself. She goes out and she looks on her porch and she's looking around and she turns to her left and she looks and she goes, Buffy. And it is, it's Kralik lying face down with the hood up and Joyce f- looks down. And she's like, Buffy. And Kralik flips over, unhoods himself and goes, mother. <laughs> and I was like. And we have a red, little Red Riding Hood yep. uh, scenario, which I thought was nice and subtle, but Same. they kind of pointed out really hard later in case yeah. you didn't get it. I need to say, why would you think that that's Buffy? Because of her Why kid. would... No, but I'm saying, why would Buffy be lying face down on the porch? A uh, vampire knocked her out, killed her. I don't know. One, you just don't answer the door. Yeah, you don't or just go outside. You open it three inches and poke your little eyes out and look around. Here's I'm here's what I'm gonna say. Unless that other vampire is right behind her and grabs her, it's like a game of tag. J- jump into the house. You're safe. Yeah, it can't come yeah, in. Exactly. 
Like That's just run and jump into the house real quick. So easy. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. And at, cool. at, at the door of your house, you should also have like a long poking sharp stick that you could just, if a vampire's standing there, you could just jam them in the heart right there. You know, I feel like a lot of people have like a baseball bat near their door just in case like a robber comes in or they have like, you know, people that have guns, they put them in their nightstand or whatever just in case or have some kind of weaponry near them mm-hmm. just in case. Yeah. These, Joyce has nothing. I don't understand going outside without holy water or at least at least a crucifix for whatever uh, purpose. Um, but yeah. Or but, something. You got to go outside with some kind of uh, vampire deterrent. Yeah. So Buffett comes home and she's sad and pissed and she's having a little hissy fit. She's looking around. She's like, Mom, I wonder where my mom is. Turns and sees the door wide open. And then just the most hilarious Polaroid picture taped to the door frame. (laughs) It's like a vampire frat party. It is hilarious. It's Joyce. Like the, the vampire is behind her. He's got his hand on her throat. Her face is contorted like in this insanely goofy way. Like her mouth is like i i mean i can't even describe what's going on but buffy looks at it and she's like oh my god turns it over and it just says come (laughs) so i mean i do love the look of this vampire i thought they did a really good job with this yeah he looks very crazy he has like a boiler suit on or whatever i don't know i kind of wish he was around a little more minus the like drug addictness of him but like the screaming and having like pains every five minutes but it wasn't interesting yeah. i didn't know vampires could be addicted to drugs what also, are the drugs also do they is this here where they mention they've mentioned already like who kralik is right yeah I that think he's so. like that he's like killed a bunch of people yeah he, he's a serial killer that got turned into a vampire and that makes and he him kills s- women specifically I yeah think. so that makes him more dangerous as a vampire or not because Angelus is pretty dangerous, and he was just a drunk. <laughs> well, I feel like it was like uh, in Spider-Man, uh, Carnage. Like Carnage was a serial killer, and then he got this uh, alien symbiote and became even more dangerous than Venom. Yeah. So maybe that's what Kralik is like. But I'm just saying, in this world, we've seen we've seen in uh, a what if world that Willow and Xander could be the most ruthless vampires. Yeah. And they're not, you know, I feel like you don't have to be a psychopath to become a bad vampire. Well, also like how did the watchers get a hold of this guy and how many tests have they done with him? Is like, he is the he, only one? Yeah. Is he the bar? Is he the benchmark? And like, yeah. he's just killed a bunch of slayers. Cause like Spike made it a big deal that he killed two slayers. Yeah. Like if this guy's just like, killing slayers at the well, he's request of but he's killing slayers with no powers this guy slayer. would be killing it's not slaying if you kill a slayer with no power okay but you know what i'm saying though it's like the watchers are just killing Drusilla, innocent Drusilla killed a slayer they're just killing innocent girls at this point <laughs> with this weapon that they have as a this, test they're wrote, murderers dude i wrote in my note the the watchers are problematic man yeah they're literally murderers if any slayer died during this test and they're just like well she wasn't ready <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. you're monsters dude 
Jowls, what are you gonna say to to your hookup, Joyce, when if she died in this? Right. <laughs> so Buffy sees the Polaroid. She sees it say "Come." She doesn't know where to go. But uh, uh, she, he told her about the house. Giles told her about that. Giles told her. Oh, about Giles house. told. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So Buffy goes up to her room and she starts packing a fuckload of weapons into some duffel bag. I miss her using weapons instead of just walking into fights empty handed. Yeah. So she has this big duffel bag, and then after she packs it all the way up, she has a very hard time carrying it because it's so heavy <laughs> yeah. and she doesn't have powers. Which I was like, nice touch. Yeah. Nice touch there. Um, and then we have Joyce tied up in some, I was assuming it was a basement, but some like blacked out room. And yeah, it's like a basement. Yeah. Kralik is taking a buttload of Polaroid pictures of her and just being like explaining his backstory, giving an exposition dump about himself. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, I wrote the mother villain monologue. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, lectures Joyce about how bad his mother was and how he hates mothers and he's going to. Uh, he killed his mother and, and became a vampire and like drained her blood. And Well, he said he ate her. And ate I wasn't her. sure if he killed her before he was a vampire or not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But then he said that he's going to uh, turn Buffy into a vampire. And the first thing that Buffy's going to see as a vampire is her mom. And she's going to eat her mom. And I was like, that'd be mad fucked up. And then he goes, did I mention I hate mothers? <laughs> yeah, I have a thing about mothers. He's having so much fun in this role. Like, yeah. when an actor's, like, all in, like, you can feel it. And it's yeah. just, like, it's so much fun to watch him play this bad guy. Yeah. I mean, he. this is a great bad guy, too. Like, that is yeah. a very interesting take on, like... Well, it's scary to think of her, like, being turned and having that, like... It's, uh, like, Walking Dead does stuff like that, where it's, like oh, we turned your friend and we locked you in a room with them. So now it's like, kill your friend before they turn or they're going to try to eat you. Kind of yeah. weird, like, stuff like that. Um, There's all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and... it, it, you know, just random torture things. But yeah. we haven't seen it in Buffy yet like this. And this mm-hmm. is a... Uh, and Buffy doesn't have powers, you know? She's... I mean, we saw it in, the like, the first episode. Like, Xander's friend turned into a vampire and he had to kill him. Yeah, but it wasn't like he was trapped and like someone oh, trapped him to yeah, kill yeah, yeah. him or something like that. Yeah, and that guy never gets talked about anyway. Right? <laughs> it's like he didn't. He, it's like he never existed in the show. <laughs> I mean, we had fucking several episodes of Buffy with Angel having. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? This happens huh? all the time. Yeah, Buffy yeah. trying to kill Angel with it. Trying to uh, kill Angel with what? No, what I'm saying it's like somebody that you love, and then they turn into a bad guy, and then it's like, do I, I have no, to? Kill no, no. I'm saying like. <laughs> I'm saying they never reference that friend that they killed. That seems no, like no, his no, only yeah, friend. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then Buffy shows up to the house, and she's got a bag of weapons. She shows up with a crossbow, and there's a Blair, the vampire, is like stalking her, and she puts a stake in the door to leave it open. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what was happening here. I didn't understand at first, but then I. Figure I because he tells them that they're locking her into the house. Oh. She didn't want the door to lock behind her. Okay, yeah. So um, she leaves yeah. a stake to keep the door open, and she's like walking around. Uh, Giles is on the phone. He's trying to reach Quentin, and Quentin shows up. And Giles is like, "So much for your fucking test, dude. I told I told Buffy everything, 
and your test doesn't need to happen. And Buffy's a good slayer regardless of the test. So she doesn't need to do it. And Quentin's sipping on some tea and he's like, well, I mean, I hate to break it to you, buddy, but the test has just started. Buffy went into the field to play and she's doing it. <laughs> and Giles is like, what? Why? And, he, and Quentin's like, because, I don't know, we'll see how she does. The Watchers are just as bad as the vampires in the sense of Slayer Fest 98. Yes, like, dude. This is Slayer Fest 98. Yes, this, it is. This is all is. But at least the vampires let the Slayer have her power. They let her have the power and they told her about it. They yeah. gave a whole video yeah. intro about like, welcome to Slayer Fest. There's going to yeah. be a bunch of people trying to kill you. Good <laughs> luck. This, they're like secretly weakening the prey. It's like they're like shooting like animals in a cage. Like, yeah. why would you do it this way? Like, it's so are the bullshit. vampires better than the Watchers? Yeah. I'd rather have Mr. Trick as my Watcher yeah. at this point. Because he like, at least informed me. Yeah, at least he's like, I want this to be fair. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, after Giles hears that Buffy has entered the field of play, uh, he takes off and he runs to go help her. And Buffy's walking alone in the house and vampire attacks her. And... I okay, so I don't know what her level of strength is because when this vampire attacks her, she then uh, knocks over an entire bookshelf <laughs> on top of him. Where yeah. when earlier she couldn't get a guy off of a regular guy off of Cordelia, but she has the strength to knock an entire bookshelf filled with books over on top of this vampire. One, it's not hard to knock a bookshelf over like this, but. They have set it up that she's so weak yeah. that you wouldn't think that she would be able to do it. So it's yeah. like she's doing all this stuff and she's flailing and she can't do anything. And then she gets this and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, it'd be so much easier to get a guy off of Cordelia, even yeah. with a regular strength, than it would be to like just push over. I mean, this book. I don't think she filled... would be able to move that that guy full of full of uh, ego, hurt, rage, full of horny rage. <laughs> <laughs> You embarrassed me in front of my friends. You're a bitch. I'm going to take this out in the middle of the quad. In front of everyone. No one's going to do do anything because I'm not not a troublesome slayer. Yeah, it's like, where's Snyder in that? He's like, oh, this is going to happen. He's on the track team. We're going to win state. Um, Okay. and then she starts wailing on this vampire after he's trapped under the, the bookshelf. Yeah, what is she wailing on him with? Is it like is it like a club? I don't Why know. not stake him? She keeps running back to her like uh, duffel bag full of goodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, she can get a stake and stake him. And she does it, and he grabs her legs, and she's like, ah. And then she grabs something starts beating him, and she's wailing on this guy. Yeah. And if you're just a human being, you can wail on someone. Yeah. Um, but somehow she knocks him out because vampires get knocked out real easy. Um, yeah. And so, and then she runs into the kitchen. Yeah. She's being stalked now by the Kralik. What does he Uh, say? He's saying, he's just like, hide and seek. Yeah. Hide and seek. And she's got her, she's like, "Ah, ah, ah." and, uh, I have here. Does she get the holy, does she tuck the holy water into her overalls earlier? Yeah. When she first gets there. When she's first getting the, uh, yeah. the what do you call them, uh, weapons for yeah. her duffel bag. Get a water gun, man. Holy water water gun. Dude. Exactly. Um, she So then she like sees the chest that he was locked in. Mm-hmm. And he like bursts out of the chest. 
acrylic does. Does he? Is that okay? Is that, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. have it in my notes. Bursts out of chest, but I don't know. I can't if actually, really remember if how exactly. I know she ends up in the kitchen for a while. I know that the next part that happens is she, he takes all of her weapons away from her. She's got her duffel bag, and he like grabs them. And he's like, "Oh, look at all these nice weapons that you're gonna kill me with. Uh, you're not gonna be using these." And he like tosses them away, and then Buffy shows him puts a cross up to his chest mm-hmm. and Crowley's like oh 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 psych and then he grabs the crucifix puts it on his chest himself and he's like ooh feels good and he starts moving it down to like his dick and he's like ooh yeah just like that and I'm like Buffy just let go let go of the cross at this point I thought this was the moment that you would have felt seen since you've been constantly talking about how the crucifixes do nothing. They really and don't. this moment is like proof that these things are useless. Yeah, like, I mean. They burn a little. Yeah. But like, it, it's it, also, they're not enough. They're not enough to like stop a vampire from slapping it out of your hand and then getting you. But in The Wish, the infamous Wish Oh, no, episode, I know. We've seen... We've seen them back away from giant crucifixes. Yeah. But so, but they Kralik don't really is just like, put it on my cock. <laughs> like, whoa. I don't know if he was going that far, but sure. I know um, he was, I know he's, uh, it's weird that he's in pain with the pills, but he also seems to like physical pain. Yeah. You know, like, like, come on, guy. So eventually, Buffy does like let go and she's like, ah, I'm getting out of here. Such a run away. She runs into the kitchen. Yeah. And she runs uh, right past the body. And it's or, just a dead guy on a table. Yeah. Uh, she runs <laughs> yeah. past it. Uh, she runs upstairs. And uh, what does she, she do in the kitchen? Because I remember she's in there for a while. She's in there. And I know that she has like, I, I, you know what? I don't know what happens in the kitchen, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I just remember he kept saying stuff and you keep hearing him. And she's yeah. in the kitchen for a while. I don't know what she was doing in there. <laughs> she was looking for weapons. She was looking okay. through the drawers for weapons. That's what okay. was going on. Yeah. Because he took all of her weapons. So then she, she runs find, up. Did she find she anything? No. Okay. She runs upstairs. Uh, he bursts through the post, mm-hmm. grabs her leg. She takes one of the broken posts and starts stabbing at his arm. Yeah. Which and is kind of cool. It is cool. And then he lets go of her. She runs upstairs. And now she doesn't have that stake anymore. Like the the post, like keep yeah. the post. This had real horror movie vibes, like Nightmare on Elm Street, like chasing chasing her up the stairs. Like it was, it became a straight up horror movie at this point. Yeah, and it was yeah. good. Yeah. It was a good horror movie thing. And then she's walking around upstairs, and she's on this long corridor, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of doors, and she opens one door, and it's bricked up, and she's like, "Fuck, what the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, why why did they brick up the rooms? Yeah, and she goes into another room, mm-hmm. and this room is filled with Polaroids of Joyce, and I thought that this was mad creepy. Yeah, at first I was like, because I saw when she went in her room and there was no light, or the lights turned out or something, and I was like, oh, she's definitely going to pull the light string, just and it's going to be like a room full of stuff, Yeah, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah. I wasn't sure if those Polaroids were just Joyce or just other people. But it had to just be Joyce, right? I think it just said, but look, I am a photographer. Those Polaroid film, that film costs so much money. 
Yeah, I mean, this is... And a, there's like is a, is hundreds, a, if not thousands, of pictures of Joyce up there. This is the biggest show on TV. Dude, Vance, when he was taking pictures of Joyce in that earlier scene, and he took like four or five, I was like, that's so much film. <laughs> that's so <Yes>. much film. <laughs> I was like, it was like hurting my wallet watching. I was like, ooh, what a I waste. you did digital photography. I do both. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, it was I, a great visual to see Buffy like looking around and seeing all of these pictures of her mom tied up. Yeah, it was I mean, great. How long, how much time did he have to do yeah, this? Because they're meticulously now, pinned up on the wall, yeah, exactly. It's like he took all these pictures and then pinned them all up and then said, I hope, like, <laughs> I hope she runs into that room, or I'm just gonna stand in this room and look at it. Like, I don't know what it is, yeah. Um, so then. She runs out of that room and then she finds the room where her mom is. And she's like, Buffy, hurry, you, you got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. It's danger. And then Zach. Whoa, 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 it's not just she runs into that room. She ends up fighting him in the hallway. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, a whole yeah, there's right. a whole thing before that. You're right. She does fight him in the hallway. He, he gets in the hallway and he's fighting her. And then he starts to have his like panic pain attack. Yeah, then he and needs his pills. And he tries to take his pills out. Because he has Buffy. He's about to kill her and he gets his, like, pains. Yeah. And then he takes his pills out. And she's like, what? And she looks at the pills and she starts grabbing at him. And she yeah. takes the pills and then runs and dives through a trash chute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then she ends up where Joyce is. And slides all the way down, crashes through a table into, like, the basement. It is hilarious. And it's great. And yeah, so then she gets to Joyce finally, and and she's like, "Oh my God, we gotta, we gotta get out of here." And Buffy's like, "I know, I know. Trust me, I know." <laughs> and then Zachary Kralik bursts through, like the door, like a fucking horror movie monster. Yeah. And he's like, "My pills! I need my pills! Where are my pills?" Mm-hmm. And Buffy, like, has either did she he just like straight sna- up give him? He to like him? snatches them from her or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he snatches him from her and he runs over to a glass of water and he takes the pills and he starts chugging this water, he drinks the whole entire glass, which is like 24 ounce glass like of water. Glass. It's, it's, a, crazy. it's a big dude. It's a big glass of water. And then he's like, you're fucked now. Yeah. I drank my pills. And then you start to hear a little like, and he's like, what? What's happening? What did you do? What did you do to my pills? And then Buffy pulls out the empty bottle of holy water and she shakes it like. And then she says, if I had my Slayer powers, I would be punning right now. I know. It's so weird. I had to be like, I was like, what did she say? Punning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh. Kralik starts to feel all the holy water coursing through his insides and then mm-hmm. turns into dust. And I was like, as soon as I saw the glass of water, I was like, that's holy water. Yeah. I I like that this wasn't a and she kills the demon ending. Like it we actually had an end. Like it yeah. actually like built up mm-hmm. to like an actual satisfying like conclusion to that vampire. Like it wasn't just like she shows up, he trips over a stake and falls on a picket fence, and we're like, okay, end yeah. of episode. Um, and it is clever. It's weird that 
they established that he takes a whole glass of water to swallow these pills, which Buffy doesn't know. Right? Yeah. But people take pills without water. Yeah. He's a vampire. Would you not think he would chug that down with some blood? No, like, his doctor told him he needed to drink it with one glass of water. One glass of water. You gotta have it with water. She she read the the directions. The um. So that was kind of a leap, a little bit, but it's it's set up and it works in the logic. Kralik um, is a stickler for the rules. He's got to drink as well. And it's crazy that he did not notice that it was holy water. Yeah, wouldn't you notice that immediately? <laughs> like once it touches your lips, it was like burning as he drinks it. Uh. But no, so, it's a good it's a good way to take them down. Yeah. I also wanted to bring up that movies and TV shows do this thing where people have problems and they say, get me my pills. And as soon as they swallow the pills, they feel better. <laughs> yeah. Pills don't work that quickly. Yeah. It's like, as soon as he downed, it was like, oh, psycho pains are gone. Okay. So then Buffy starts to walk over to her mom and she's trying to one tire. And Buffy's like, I'm going to be honest with you, mom. I don't got my Slayer powers right now and I can't untie these. So I'm going to try and find something to cut these ropes off. And, and Joyce is like, okay. And then out of nowhere, Blair, the goon, and Giles just burst out of nowhere. And they start tussling and fighting. And then uh, Giles has a stake and he stakes Blair, which is what you were talking about earlier where a regular person can just kill a vampire yeah like yeah the blair comes out of nowhere because one buffy didn't stop doing half measures people right she just left a vampire alive up there so he comes down i think he starts to attack her giles comes and he saves his daughter figure yeah (laughs) and proving that he loves her uh and he fights this and it's kind of a cool way that he kills him like he's pinned against the wall and then just like slowly like stabs him yeah. And then he like disappears in front of like so like Joyce and Buffy are watching it disappear and reveal Giles standing there. Like yeah. I'm here. That was cool. Daddy's daddy's here. If you would have said that, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um So yeah. But yeah. And then people can kill vampires. You don't which, need to be a slayer. So this whole thing doesn't make much sense. <laughs> which we've seen. There, I mean, I feel like there. I do like the idea of this. I, I know I'm, I'm ragging it, but I do like the idea of this. Yeah, I feel like um, there have been comics like where Wolverine or Deadpool like lose their healing, mm-hmm. and they don't because they've had it for so long. They just yeah. have a fighting style that allows them to fight like that. So they had to like adjust to like, oh no, I could lose an arm and it'd be actually gone. This happens in Black Panther. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah um so and anyway it's, and it's not fair because you're so used to having that power yeah that not having the power seems like it would be a detriment like you don't know how your body moves when you can't jump that high or yeah. run that fast yeah you forget because yeah. you've had the power for so long yeah yeah um so anyway after uh giles kills the vampire uh everybody reconvenes back at the library it's quentin giles and buffy I know why they're in the library from a production standpoint. It doesn't make any sense that this meeting is happening in the library yeah. during the day. Yeah. <laughs> so Quentin is super stoked. He's like, congratulations, Buffy. You passed. You are a badass slayer. You, you've passed with flying colors. That's amazing. And Buffy's like, I don't care. 
Yeah. You've got you guys have been drugging me. You took away my powers. You didn't tell me. Like this is all fucked up. And Quentin's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh anyway, uh <laughs> Giles and Giles is like, yeah, I don't I I'm never doing that again. That was a bunch of bullshit. I hated that. And then Quentin's like, well, guess what, Giles? Uh you failed the test because this wasn't just a test for Buffy. It was a test for you as a watcher as well. And you proved that you can't handle being Buffy's watcher anymore because you have a father's love for her. He says, you have a father's love for the child. Yeah. Like, she's 18. (laughs) And Giles is like, so what? What does that mean? Like, of course, like, I've been her watcher. Like, I've been with her through thick and thin. Like, yeah, I'm going to have a little relationship with her. Yeah. And Quentin's like, can't be doing that, dude. So guess what? You fired. He fires Giles from being a watcher. And now he's like, Buffy's going to need to get a new watcher. And she's going to be assigned a new watcher immediately. And Giles, you're not allowed to talk with Buffy. You're not allowed to interfere with Buffy. You're not allowed to do anything with Buffy. So it's probably best if you hit the bricks, buddy. Beat it, bozo. And well, then he doesn't. He doesn't say any of that, but yeah. Yeah. But he's like, you can have your goodbyes right now. I'm going to leave. So Quentin heads out and Buffy's like, what? You got fired? And jo- and she's got a huge gash on her head. And Giles just kind of silently walks over to her and he takes a little, uh, little, uh, like, nat- rag. Yeah, he's tending to her wounds. Yeah, he's, he's caring for forehead. her giant forehead. I thought there was a little really full nice. Daddy, full daddy uh, come around. Yeah. There was a really nice thing where Buffy starts crying and she puts her hand on her head and she touches the thing and she goes, ah, yeah. and then she just moves her hand away from it. And I was like, that is such a subtle, good mm-hmm. acting moment. Yeah. Kudos to Sarah Michelle Geller on that subtle, tiny little moment. Um, I did think that Buffy could have been like, I'm not working with another watcher. Yeah. I was kind of waiting for that argument because I don't understand why she keeps listening to these people. Well, I think that she's still bitter at Giles too for drugging her. She's but bitter also, at Giles, but she's not. She doesn't want. This is the guy that organized the whole thing. Like yeah. she's not on his side. But it's also like Giles is the one who cares the most for your for you. Yeah, yeah. You should absolutely stick up for him because the next watcher could be like Gwendolyn Post and not give a fuck about you, or also, like Kendra's. Also. Why even be like I don't want to watch her? Yeah, Faith like, doesn't, Faith have, doesn't have a watcher. Yeah, like why? Like, uh, how can these random dudes to control her life? It's just it, she's she, not benefited. The only benefit they have is that the watcher can read books when a problem shows up. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing. So I'm like, why? <laughs> if I'm if I'm Buffy, I'm like, no, dude, I'm not working with you guys. I'm going solo. What are you yeah. gonna do? Just hunt her down? She should, and even at at the very least, she should be sticking up for Giles because what we hear about Kendra's watcher, from the tales that Kendra tells, she's like, you have friends, you have a social life, you can do, like, I just train nonstop. Yeah. That doesn't sound like what Buffy I always, and I still never understood why Giles is treated like such garbage when he has a watcher who has killed the master, stopped the judge. Yep sent a kafla back i mean like, they even talk about it in this episode about like you know you're you're a little close with your slayer and he's like of course like what 
I've been out in the field, dude. Like, you're just telling me what I need to do. Like, you don't see what I'm seeing. Also, I'm a watcher. It's like the only person I get to interact with. Yeah. I'm a a high school librarian. Well, it's also, remember Gwendolyn Post was like, she was jealous of Giles' social life. So that also means that Giles even has more of a social life than the other watchers. Yeah. But they don't invite him to like the retreats. I'm like, but he's the one with the Slayer. Don't you want to hear his stories? (sighs) Like, I don't get, like, I know eventually we'll see more of this Watcher Council, but I really wish Buffy would have been like, well, I'm not going to work with a new Watcher. And he would have been like, well, you are. And she would have been like, but I'm not. You like, can't I don't have to. Make me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, there's nothing... I could kill all of you. Uh... <laughs> like, you guys don't have any jurisdiction over her. Like, it's yeah. so weird. A bunch of just old, stuffy God. white guys. And they're like, we control what you do. I don't, I don't get it. Well, we do know that. I, I mean, we, I feel like you do get to see this Quentin Travers guy again because he's a blue link on. Oh Wikipedia. no, we're definitely seeing him again. There's no way this is the end. But uh, so yeah, Giles has been fired. He goes and takes care of Buffy's head wound, and it's a little sweet father-daughter moment. Um, and then we see Buffy and the gang hanging out in her kitchen with Joyce, and Willow is cannot believe that Giles has been fired. She's like, Giles has been fired. And I can't yeah. believe that hat. I, dude, <laughs> dude, they really did Willow dirty. I know it's the nineties, but they did her dirty in this episode with those outfits. <laughs> well, this scene also is just so weird to me because it felt like an after-school special type of deal, where like everybody's hanging out and drinking like a sunny delight. And... It's like after she got out of the hospital with the flu, and they were all talking about sodas and stuff. Yeah, in yeah. It, it's it's a scene that's set up so you can get the one end joke that they have. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Giles or Xander is like, eh, you just can't get over the fact that he's fired, and and Willow's like, no, but I mean, he's fired. He's unemployed. He's not going to be the Watcher anymore. Like, we're never. What are we? What is he going to do? We're never going to see him again. And Buffy goes, I mean, he's still the librarian. We're still going to. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so he's going to be the librarian. He's not supposed to interact with you. Yeah, no, that scene wasn't that. That's what I was saying. That you had that scene wrong. He was like. Oh, yeah, I know you're not going to go away because Giles says, I'm not leaving. He's oh. like, I know you're not, but I'm still going to. The other watchers come again and you can't interfere with them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's not, he's not, he can't fire him from his job. He <laughs> yeah. can't kick him out. They don't have any real power. That's all I'm getting. I just don't understand how Snyder not sn- fired him yet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you're, if you're the watcher council, you go to Snyder and say, hey, I think you need to get rid of this library and we got a new guy coming in. Yeah. And he'll be like, any excuse to get rid of Giles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, the the Watchers are just like, oh, we're just going to bring a new Watcher who's going to like, talk to her outside of school or something. I don't know. So then we got this hilarious, hilarious, hilarious gag where Buffy still hasn't gotten her powers back yet. She's just mm-hmm. still a few days away from being Slayer again. Yeah. And she's trying to open a... She needs to destroy that drug. <laughs> that drug yeah. needs to not fall in the villain's hands. She's trying to open a jar, and she can't open it. She's like, I can't wait till I get my powers back. And then Xander stands up, and he's like, seems like what you need is a big, strong man around to help you out. Let the let a big, strong man come over and open that for you. And she she's like, I hate that I'm doing this right now. And she, she gives him the jar, and Xander starts to try to open it, and he can't open it. Yeah, and then the episode going to happen. The episode ends, and we're at the credits. And through the credits, you hear Xander go, "Hey, Will, could you could you help me out with this?" <laughs> yeah, 
And that is the episode, everybody. This is a wild one. Giles is fired. I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm not looking forward to this new watcher dynamic. I feel like it's going to be real annoying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a development. Yeah. Um, but it was an all right episode. No, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've ragged on the the logic of this thing, but I do like the concept of this arc, archaic watcher organization with their archaic rules and ways yeah. things need to be done. It's still super weird that the Slayers are these young girls and these old gods are always just like yeah. controlling their life. Yeah. It's like you have that element and then you also have the element of like every guy being rapey and like I feel unsafe for every non-powered person. Like I'm sure Buffy can handle it, but like what is Cordelia supposed to do if she's trapped with that guy? Yeah, dude. You know, like I don't know. Anyway, that's helpless. Uh, the next episode of Ants is titled The Zeppo. Z-E-P-P-O. I don't even know what that means me me neither <laughs> I, I oh what was our predictions last week did we were we close on anything i know that i said that i thought that xander was going to have a problem because he's the one that doesn't have powers because willow has a, is a witch buffy's a slayer oz is a werewolf giles is a watcher um i was way off with that um i don't remember what your prediction was i think it might have been somewhere in that same vein or something yeah we were we were off yeah yeah i did not expect her to lose her powers but i think that's a good good thing it would be interesting for her to lose her powers and not have to be trapped by the watchers yeah um but yeah the watchers seem like they're the worst people ever um shady as fuck yeah Um, for the zeppo um maybe it's a some kind of blimp monster like a zeppelin i don't know (laughs) that's really reaching i i mean there's no way that we're gonna guess anything from this all i know is i think i saw the still and it's something with xander there and i don't xander joins a weird club and it and uh weirdness happens okay yeah that's a tough title for us yeah um but yeah thank you for listening everybody please subscribe and rate and review on apple Podcasts, spotify uh if you want to write in boys watching buffy at gmail.com follow us on instagram at boys watching buffy you can hit up those dms if you got something to say too uh join the discord the link is in our show notes for this uh we're very active on there it's very fun we have good interactions with people it's a good time and uh yeah that about wraps it up So thank you, everybody, and stay tuned next time for when we talk about the Zeppo. Ice is cool. It's water, but it's not.